Alright, here we go. Welcome back to another wonderful, super awesome episode of the Internet Nobody's Podcast, where we talk about Halloween this month, all month. I'm Freddy, and uh, which Sanderson scissors do I have with me this time? Hey, I'm Pete. And are you afraid of the dark? I submit to your approval for the Midnight Society, Dale. Hi, I'm Terrell. I'm not afraid of the dark, but I do have arachnophobia. I'm Freddy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I'm Freddy. Elm Street is about five minutes away from me, and I will haunt your dreams. So let's start the podcast. Anyway. It's following someone playing a trumpet. <laughs> so no, that was uh, so that was the the worms crawling. Oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot about that. So what are we talking yeah, about we today? Just Freddy? watched the movie, man. I know. So what are we talking that. about today, Freddie? We'll be talking about Halloween again. Uh, more or less, our favorite media of Halloween. The yeah. horror. The horror. I have a question because uh, you mentioned Freddie. Who do you think has a higher kill count, Freddie or Jason? Jason. Oh, Jason. Yeah. It's- oh, <laughs> I thought we were talking about this Freddy. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Well, then it would be me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, oh. I saw I saw the like the metric once of like uh horror movie villains or slasher villains ranked by how many people they've killed and yeah, Jason it's unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cuz he kills so many people per film. And it's crazy cuz he didn't even kill anyone in the first film. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because he wasn't even there. I know. I I dropped that knowledge on someone at a at a Halloween party once, because it was on in the corner, and someone's like, "Man, why aren't they showing Jason?" I'm like, "Cause Jason's not in this movie." And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> did you know that he doesn't get the hockey mask until the third movie?" People be like, "What?" I mean, to be fair, uh, I think I was like in my mid to late teens when I found that out. Because, like, I had known, but I had never really watched anything other than, like, a few random ones that show up on TV, plus Jason in Space, which is my favorite. I I love that movie so much. It's so scampy. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I I love when slasher villains go to space, like Leprechaun in Space. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know. Leprechaun in the Hood is kind of my favorite one of those. That's actually a pretty good movie. (laughs) <laughs> I have never seen a single Leprechaun. The first uh, one. Don't watch the remake. <laughs> oh God, it's so bad. By WWE Studios. Oh my God, would it's they, so would bad. someone get confused and thought it was a Leprechaun? No. It, yes, I, I think it was like it was some weird creature, but they called it a Leprechaun. Yeah, it was like this hairless like creature that stalked the night, and it was just bad. It, it was. It was. Yeah. And then it turns out there's more of them at the end after they mm-hmm. finally kill it. Oh, no. And then it turns it's out there's like... like five more. It's a bad <laughs> no. movie. It's about a bunch of people that hate each other, but are for some reason traveling with each other. Like they're supposed to be friends, but yeah. But they all hate each other. They all really hate each other, especially the couples. Mm-hmm. If so, what you're saying, it's the basic plot of any MTV show. Yeah, more or less. Actually, yeah, it, it should have been made by MTV rather than WWE. 
Yeah. That's weird. I was going to say, what what happened? Were they wrestling a horror movie the whole entire... Or a horror monster the whole entire time? That would have made it a better film. Wasn't it, <laughs> oh, wasn't no. it played by a wrestler? Yes, Hornswoggle. Yeah, it was played by Hornswoggle, even though it was mostly CG. And it had mm-hmm. no lines. <laughs> Lovely. It's almost like Hornswoggle wasn't even there. It's true. It, I don't know. Uh, they did so much stupid shit with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but this is a Halloween episode. We're not going to talk about wrestling in this one. I mean, unless you have some, like, <laughs> not Halloween-style wrestling event to talk about. Um, I mean... Sco- Scooby-Doo meets the WWE. That wasn't know. really... I mean, not quite had, Halloweeny. It wasn't quite Halloweeny. Yeah. They had I like still a, gotta watch that one though. Just there's a monster in it. That's there was a monster. Creepy. It was like a giant flame ghost bear thing that Staying. turned out to be somebody. Yeah. Was that the one where John Cena just dropped a boulder on someone? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I had to make sure. I, was like, I know of, that there was one of those. One of my favorite scenes in that is uh, Sin Cara, who is a masked wrestler who does not speak, like. Interpreted, interpreted dances, and John Cena's like, "Don't worry, I speak Luchador. I will translate." And I'm just like, God <laughs> damn it! That's amazing. That was great. Come on, that was hilarious. Yeah, All right, that see, one. Speaking of films, is there a uh, film from your childhood that you love? Like that when you think Halloween, like okay, I have to watch this movie. Mm, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Okay, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, yes. okay, real quick, before we continue on, there is a sequel to that. Yeah, don't we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. I haven't seen it, so I didn't know. We don't was... talk about okay. that! <laughs> <laughs> Never happened! <laughs> what about you, Tom? Oh, any, any horror from childhood? Uh, in terms of movies, not really. Like, But for me, it's more like the book and like the game genre. Mm-hmm. That that does it for me, and I guess the one that really screams, and this is primarily, I don't remember when, um, my dad played this, but it would definitely be, and I brought this up in another thing, Silent Hill. Yeah. Just because it's just one of those things. It's either Silent Hill or anything Junji Ito, because those two really get into my <laughs> head somehow. God, it's Junji more Ito. more so Junji Ito. I still need to read his stuff. I haven't. It's, it's less like visceral and more like it will mentally fuck you up. Like it's it, it is a more mind than anything. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff though. I like the stuff that isn't just pop up scare that you have a oh, heart attack yeah. now. I want the stuff that lingers, makes me think and question my existence. What, what, well, there's one. There's one Junji Ito story where it's like this mountain has these uh, holes pop up, and they're in the sh- they're like human shaped holes, uh, and they fit for like. It, like it, oh, every person has at least one hole that fits them perfectly, and these people will like strip down and start walking. Don't know why, but they'll start like assume the position of the hole and just start walking forward, and they'll keep walking forward, and the hole gets smaller and smaller and smaller the further on they go, and they never turn back. They always keep going forward. Hmm. And like, then it, it, it gets the other side of the mountain. There's exit holes that are not shaped like people. No. And then things start to emerge from those holes. <laughs> oh. And it's the people that entered on the other side. It, it it's 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 really trippy. There's a bunch of Junji Ito stuff that like if there if there's anyone that's good at like psychological horror, it's definitely Junji Ito. He is he mm-hmm. would be like top tier on that list because also, of just how he does things and it's just like this is extremely disturbing. 
It also gave us an amazing panel of a man in his underwear shouting, this hole was made for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, there was that panel, mm. too. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, like, stuff like that that gets me more, like, I am an, I am unabashedly a total bitch when it comes to most horror films, so I don't Same. tend to watch them all the time. Like, I've seen, I've seen the Alien series, um, I've seen both 28 Weeks and 28 Days Later, um, so, like, I have, I have a few movies I've seen, but, like, I, I linger more on the games and the book front, because books are easier for me to consume when it comes to horror yeah. stuff, and it doesn't really... I can at least sleep at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I lean more on the TV show aspect of it. Like growing up, I would every year break out the, this VHS of, of uh, every Nickelodeon Halloween special. Oh, nice. That I recorded. Like it would be like, it would start off with the Rugrats uh, Halloween episode, and then it would lead into Doug. And, you know, it would just go on from there. Like, it's like the Halloween specials of yeah. every classic Nickelodeon. Like, Hey Arnold. And the such. Arnold ones are really good, too. Yeah, hey Arnold's crazy awesome. But Hey Arnold itself is just crazy awesome. Oh, yeah. But, like, so good. So I would just, like, record those on a single VHS and, like, watch it every Halloween time. Like, it didn't have to be on Halloween. It would just be around that time. I would just constantly mm-hmm. watch them over and over because I love them. Halloween special episodes, I miss those. Yeah, yeah. Those, those were always interesting. But the thing that also was like, I used to watch a lot of like B-list horror films <laughs> that would be like on like ABC Family with my with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one that really stuck out for me that as a kid frightened me, but as an adult I laugh about. I can't even remember what it's called. But it was about this kid who had a, like, possessed hand. It was like his left hand was possessed and evil, and it would try to kill everyone. Like, he was fine, but his left hand, hand like, had a, yeah. had a mind of its own. Like, he cut it off, right? He did. At yes. The, toward, like, like, more, like, towards the end of the episode, he cut it off, and he's like, there. And then the hand got up oh. and ran away. I know what you're like, talking about. I don't yeah, know the name of it. Yeah, what was that? I it was so stupid. And he had, like, his two dead friends with him, right, or something? Am I thinking uh, the same one? I don't know about that. I don't oh. think that was the case. Maybe it's a different one I'm thinking of. But I just... Uh, I could like, be mixing two movies together. <laughs> I don't know, but, like, stuff like that, like, B-list movies. Also, just, like, there is this one, there is this one horror film I do remember watching a lot when I was younger, and Mm -hmm. nobody I knew knows about it. I don't even remember what it's called. Maybe you guys know. Possibly. It was, uh, I think it was, like, Ghost Ship or something, where there's, like, robots take over a ship and start killing all the crew and like turning people into like cyborgs and stuff. Like, I know uh, what movie you're talking about. I don't remember the name unless I'm thinking of something different because there was one just like that, but it was more like on a boat or some bullshit. And yeah, there's another on one that I can think of that's kind of like that, where it's a sci-fi movie that has Lawrence Fishburne in it. I don't know any actors. I'm terrible at that. Uh, oh God, what's not what Chris is Hemsworth? I don't know. Where's Lawrence Fishburne from? Hey, wasn't he? Uh, Fucking Morpheus. Yeah, but he was in a few movies beforehand, and this one I'm talking about was one of the movies he was in before Matrix. 
Um, or at the very least, I think it was before Matrix. I rem- I vividly remember watching this movie with my dad. It was a weird watch. Because the thing with this movie is that, like, the station or ship that they were on uh, had this weird artifact on it. And it was making everyone on that ship just start tripping balls. Um, I gotta, I gotta look it up. I'm looking it up, and I'll... Yeah, I'm also <laughs> looking it up, because... Because I cannot remember. Like, uh... Alright, so one of my favorite films, and I recently just found it for a good price, and I'm so happy I have it. Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh my god. god. I love I, that. That movie is so good. Like, and it's a horrible movie, but it's so good. I used to watch that movie all the time at my cousins, because they had it. Yeah, I used to have it like recorded on a VHS. I don't know. I think we thread all those VHSs, but uh, I freaking love that movie so much. It's because like, it did a lot of like practical effects, and the monster looked really good. And I mean, at the time, I was really into Ernest. <laughs> was it Event Horizon? It might have been Horizon. Uh, that, that's Event a sci-fi Horizon. thing. Yeah, that's the, no. I think that's the movie I was talking about with Lawrence Fishburne oh. in it. Yeah, Event Horizon is great. I've, I've never seen uh, Erin Scared Stupid. I've heard I've heard it's actually pretty good. It is. But yeah, Event, Event Horizon's great. It is uh, Paul W.S. Anderson's only good movie. <laughs> that fucking pile of garbage. <laughs> I hate him. Because <laughs> of what he did to Resident Evil. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy that directed the Resident Evil movies. Gotcha. And now he's making Monster Hunter. I'm really? still gonna. I'm gonna see that just to see how goofy it gets, because it's just an American isekai. Yeah, it's yeah, literally a group of military people get sucked through a portal and they end up in Monster Hunter World. Yeah, yeah, it's 100 percent of it. Horizon I was talking about earlier. That's a good movie. It's I. I just looked it up. Uh, I know what that film is, but it's not what I was talking about. It's also not ghost shit. Like I can't remember what it's called. It's literally just like these robots that just take over the ship and start killing people. And the captain become is like a fucking gutless traitor, so he like surrenders to them and like becomes like a, a big ass cyborg robot. I know what movie you're talking about, Pete, because I've definitely seen it because my dad was watching it one time. I walked in and I was like, "The hell is this?" It's a really bad description of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. But but now I'm looking at Ghost Ship. I remember this movie too because there was a couple of like moments in this movie where I was just like, "That's a that was a weird like direction to go in." But all right, like the one dude walking into the ballroom and this uh, uh ghost chick was there just singing and shit, and then eventually turns into a ghost and drags his ass down an elevator. I was like, "That it, we it took him a little bit to get to this point of just killing him." But that, all right. <laughs> What would you guys say is your, uh, like, go-to if someone asked you what's a good horror movie to watch? What is your go-to answer? Because mine is John Carpenter's The Thing. That's I, will, I will stand yeah. by that movie for the rest of my life. It is amazing. That would probably be one of my picks as well. I'm trying to think if I have any others, because... Yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think on top of my head. I can't. Also, Rip and Peace, Wilford Brimley. Like, I still see articles now that are just like... Hey, here's some weird details that we found out about uh, John Carpenter's the, th- the Thing. I, I gotta, I gotta pull up like a list of horror movies. Like that's, um, that scene at the beginning of the movie where uh, Kurt Russell's character pours a bunch of scotch into a chess game computer because it cheated. <laughs> they actually didn't. They they cut the scene, but it actually shows the computer make an impossible move, and that's why he calls it a cheater. But they didn't show that scene, so it just seems like he was a sore loser. 
<laughs> I didn't know nice. that. Yep. Also, people have finally figured out uh, at the end of the movie who is the thing and who isn't. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's not Kurt Russell. Because mm. uh, oh, uh, right, Pitch Black was a horror movie back in the day. That was a, that was an interesting watch, honestly speaking. Never heard of it. Vin Diesel. It, what what is it? What Vin Diesel? Pitch Black? Yeah, Chronicles of Riddick? Said? I've. Pitch Black was the first movie that launched the Chronicles of Riddick storyline. Okay. Yeah. I was. Of, I, I, of are you saying what to me or to Dale? To, to yeah, that was a pretty well known <laughs> yeah. movie for like. It was okay, like that Vin, answers it was the like question. Vin Diesel, one of Vin Diesel's biggest roles. Okay. Yes. I. Okay. So you saying what to Dale then? Yeah. 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 Okay. I've never yeah. seen the Chronicles of Riddick. Oh man. Neither yeah. No. I. They. They were some good movies, at least to me, because the action was really good. Uh, I loved Pitch Black. I didn't really care for the Chronicles of Riddick. The the follow ups to it, like I can understand why people didn't like, you know, wouldn't probably be a too much of a fan, but the action was pretty fucking good. Uh, and it, I, and I, it I launched like a good, yeah, like an interesting st- um, stuff into that universe because like there there was a lot going on with that that universe apparently. Um, but yeah, no, Pitch Black was pretty good because it was all about like. They're on this planet, and Vin Diesel plays this dude that they had to go and capture. Like, these bunch of bounty hunters captured him because he had a fucking um, bounty on his head. Um, And his character went through, like, a surgical um, operation to have his eyes, like, uber-polished so he can see in the dark or some bullshit. There's some things that you never get told about until, like, uh, the Chronicle Riddick stuff, where they kind of explain some of that shit. Um, So, this planet that they land on... I don't remember the specifics of this planet or whatnot, but like it had it had a long ass night cycle. So during the day they were like, all right, how the fuck do we get off this planet? Yada yada yada, we crash and all this other bullshit. But there was like a station there, like a, a wave station or whatever there, and they all hole up in it. And when night comes, all these weird ass fucking creatures come out and just start assaulting the place. They are very light sensitive, so like you turn on a light, a flashlight, and flash in their face, they all will like kind of start backing away. But, of course, that's not going to save shit, because a character in there did that, and they got jumped. Like, you saw them uh, swing the light around, and you saw just beasts everywhere, and they got doll-piled. There was, like, another set of creatures where they, like, flying sharp-ass bats, and they always flew in a swarm. So this chick, as she's running towards the way station, this swarm just comes over and just starts attacking her, ripped her in half from the waist, and just lifted the top half of her body away. And she was just getting shredded. Hmm. That reminds me of yeah, uh, it's, it's Silent Hill, awesome. where Pyramid had ripped the skin off that woman and threw it at a door. That was uh, pretty pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that, was, that, that was when the, the um, cool scenes in that fucking pile of garbage movie. Actually, that, no, that, they showed that. the, the first police officer getting burnt. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the first one's not that bad. The, thir- the, the first second one you can one, tell they actually cared about making that film. I haven't seen the second one, but Don't. the second one seemed like it was like closer to Don't. like. There's only one good scene in the second film. No, it's only it. It the go ahead. There's the the only good scene in the second film to me was that creepy like mannequin monster that scared me. Like you know the thing that like it like would stab them in the and like cut off their head and they would turn into like a mannequin. Uh, he's talking about the one mannequin, the mannequin spider boss or whatever it was yeah. that you encounter in three. Three. That thing was creepy. That's what the second movie was based off. No, I know it's based on three, and it absolutely butchers it. But well, the the reason it's based off three is because they were trying to go for a sequel, and three is technically the sequel. No, yeah, three is the sequel to one, and 
Yeah. yeah. So and two is its own thing. They should just make two. Uh, actually, you know what? No, make no. their own original. So that way it's not like because I think the strong point of Silent Hill is that it could it could affect everyone anyone. has their own Silent Hill. Yeah. It, like that's the thing. Silent Hill isn't really a place. It's more of a state of mind. Except for one and three. Where well, yeah, where it was a literal where place. it's all based on um, Alessa and Heather being and the reincarnation. Yeah. So yeah. So Terrell, you haven't seen the second movie. No, Have I haven't played the third game. I haven't played it, but I've watched it get played through. Everyone who is supposed to die in the movie lives, and everyone who is supposed to live dies. Okay, that's kind <laughs> of so. Up. In the first ten minutes, uh. Oh god, what's his name? Uh Douglas gets killed. Huh. Yeah, the missionary kills Douglas at the start of the movie. And then after that, Harry lives. Um Oh god, who's that fucking piece of shit? Uh Vincent. Oh. Vincent. He's the love interest because he's played by Kit Harrington. Right, I remember Snow. like okay, so I didn't I didn't all right, so I didn't watch the movie, but I did watch a thing about the movie or like someone reviewing it or whatever and they mentioned that. I was like, "Hold the phone. I don't remember like a love interest really being any ounce of important to this goddamn movie." And then like no, the whole entire setup was like he got her to go there. I was like, "What the fuck? That's not how that <laughs> Yeah, he was actually a good guy in the movie and he didn't want to be part of the cult, which in the game, yeah, Vincent doesn't want to be part of the cult, but he's also still a piece of shit. Which I, oh my god, he has my favorite line in the entire game, which is when he's like, why are you late? And he's like, sorry, I, there was a bunch of monsters in the way. And he's like, those looked like monsters to you? And she starts retching, because she's like, oh god, I just killed a bunch of people. And he's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's the best line. Oh, Army of Darkness, that's the other one I was trying to oh, like, run through my head. Amazing. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's as, a for, classic. as for Revelations, uh, Silent Hill Revelations, um, yeah, there's a part, you know, the scene where Douglas and uh, Heather are driving to Silent Hill halfway through the game. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what's up with Silent Hill? And then she basically recounts the story of Silent Hill 1. Um, no, that scene changes in the movie. It's literally Heather has a book about Silent Hill and she's reading it. And Kit Harrington's like, what's up with Silent Hill? And she's like, oh, it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> of course yeah which is an absolute butchering of what it actually is is that that in, and like in the, the world's games, easiest cop out yeah in the games they say well native americans did rituals where silent hill was later built because it was just a naturally magical spot like there was just something about that area that wasn't quite right but then the movie was just like nah ancient indian burial ground <laughs> but yeah lazy and then when uh heather has to fight uh dark alessa they like just hug each other and then scream and then she absorbs her so it's a right, shit so movie the i was say second so the second movie is just very weird oh it's terrible the second movie is just trash and not um, only that it's like it like leads into it like it ends in a way that they tried to want to make another one like a sequel to that one oh, like God, you're right because her dad ended up going back into silent hill when the whole point of the film was for her to go and get him out and then and he's like no i gotta go back in and find your mother 
And that's how it ends. And, it ends with him going back in. Oh, no. And then it, it also ends with uh, amazing hit star of Silent Hill video games, Travis Grady, showing up. What? Yeah, Travis Grady shows up. Uh, yeah, Heather and Vince are leaving Silent Hill. They manage to hitch a ride uh, away from the place in a truck driven by Travis Grady. And he mentions to Heather and Vincent that they were lucky because uh, he hasn't seen anyone coming from that direction in a long time. And then the movie ends with a bunch of police cars entering the fog. Oh, God. A couple of police cars followed by a prison transport. They fucking shoehorned in down downport. A, oh, my God. This movie yeah. shit. Wow. wow. It sounds it's like they so shoot bad. in like it's they shoehorned so in like three different like Silent Hill. At the very end. Yeah. What the? OK, that's not good. Yeah, it's like, hey, nerds, references. It's like, sorry, <laughs> it's too late. God, if they'd somehow um, managed to fit in Silent Hill 4 as well. God, yeah, so yeah, so so Army of Darkness, I think it should be on that list. John, like, it should be on that, or not it, the thing. Well, it should probably be on that list, too. The thing, um, for those who want a very, like, action, like, action hero, quote-unquote, uh, heavy quotes <laughs> on this, um... <laughs> Like a decent like action hero flick, but that also has like some horror elements to it. Spawn. Spawn's on my list at the I've very least. Spawn. Ooh man. I want I, to. I I I liked it. It it probably hasn't aged well. At least the movie. Um, there was a cartoon show. Um, but it's I I love the concept of Spawn. Like it's <laughs> it's a very interesting thing in and of itself. Dude, like, dies, goes to hell, winds up getting into a contract where he gets, like, this symbiotic suit on him. Um, and it's just, it, it is, like, the, it's, like, the anti-hero of anti-heroes. Because, I mean, this man fucking slides. I mean, he literally went to hell, so. Mm. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more, there's a lot more to, there's so much more to spawn. There's, like, the comics and shit like that. It It is such a large thing to enca encapsulate. But, like, I feel like the movie kind of does summarize, like, the start of his origins to a decent degree. Um, yeah, it was just a got, like, cast. Yeah. So, uh, we got Mike, Michael Jai White, Martin Sheen, John Leguizamo. Um, God. Yeah, and, 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 and Michael Jai White does Spawn well. He, do, he, does, he does the character of Spawn really well, in my opinion. Um, ooh, they might reboot it. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Let's see. Let I'm, see. Just, I'm just like spinning out. Like, I'm trying to think stuff. of like films, but like my sense of horror movies are like the ones I grew up with. So it's anything that was on AMC that like nine o'clock. So that was like freaks and um, ants or tarantula. I've ever seen any of these old horror movies or Wait, they're supposed to be horror movies. Freaks as think. in like the one of us, one of us. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Huh. Yeah, I definitely. I first saw that, that when I was like ten, I think. Ew, that I've never seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh god, nineteen thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like AMC used to play like you know, uh, they might still do it, but they always used to play like really old, like not crazy expensive to get the rights for old horror movies. So, like, you'd have, like, Ants, which is a movie about giant ants that radiated to huge size, and they're, like, coming around to kill everybody, or uh, oh, yeah, it's a, a giant 
giant tarantula. I think oh, I man, remember some freaks? of these just because like those are definitely eight legged like, freaks concepts. was awesome. I, that was a great. I, love movie. I yeah, hate movie. spiders, but that yeah. movie is amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely hated watching that movie. But when I was watching that movie, that was a good movie. I just hated the whole entire process of just sitting I'm, there. Though. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm okay with spiders, and I still thought that movie was great. I'm, I'm, it's fantastic because it's, it's a it's also a comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think like there's literally a scene where Scarlett Johansson tases a guy in the nuts. <laughs> but like it's still it's like I would still say it's a good horror movie because like it has like the concept of horror, but like then it like lightens it up for like a hot minute with like comedy and shit like that, and then it just gets back to like being some ounce of serious. Oh, like the scene where the fucking cat goes into the hole in the wall, and it's this cartoon fight between a cat and a giant spider, and there's like detailed like imprints of a spider and a cat being like busted into yes. the drywall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, so st- or the fact that like at the very end, like there's the, the queen spider, and then he just takes out this tiny little bottle of perfume, and just perfume, and just it, spritz it in its face, and it starts freaking out and trying to like, <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, I fucking love yeah, that, that. I showed movie, that to someone. I... I showed that to my friend, and she was just like, "What the fuck is this movie? I'm like, this movie's <laughs> great." There's so many good comedy horror movies out there. Um, was that Monster Squad? Oh, is that yeah, the name Wolf, of it? Wolfman's got nards. It's got nards. Yes, I've um, ever seen that as a kid, loving that movie. Fuck. Oh, I'm um, trying to think. Then of there's classics one. like Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman, or. Meet Frankenstein. It was one of them. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun oh, the Dead. Shaun the Dead. I've seen that movie so many times. <laughs> Every time it was on Comedy Central, I would watch it. Yeah, same. You know what my favorite? It's, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, I, I love all, also the weird like uh, callbacks to like other uh, Nick Frost stuff. Like, there's the scene where they find the other group of survivors that are an exact mirror of themselves. Yes. And it turns out that the woman leading that group was from, uh, oh god, uh, the show Simon Pegg was on, uh, Spaced. Oh, I always wanted to see that, never did. It's so good. It's basically the two, uh, it's, yeah, it's Simon Pegg and that woman have to pretend to be a married couple in order to get an apartment, because they're both homeless. Okay. And they meet, and in a day, basically learn so much about each other that they basically feel like they've known each other their entire lives, and then they pose as a married mm. couple in order to get a uh, an apartment from an old spinster woman who's, like, constantly hitting on Simon Pegg, but is also, like, so you guys are married, right? There's <laughs> <laughs> a great episode where Simon Pegg's uh, B-plot is literally, he's just on speed playing Resident Evil 2 the entire episode. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like going through this like horrible thing at work, and then at the end, he's coming down from being on speed all day, and then pun- see hallucinates everyone as zombies, and then punches like the guy who's been harassing her the entire episode in the face and runs away screaming. I'm trying to think of other good ones. Uh, Paranorman. Anyone ever else see Paranorman? No. I um, I think oh, I saw looks, parts of it. Did I? It looks good. It is. But I have so not good. seen it. Yes, I did watch it. It is such a good film. That movie has the best twist at the end. Yes. Yeah, I definitely did see like part uh, bits and pieces of this when it was on like TV every now and then. And it, yeah, from from what I what from the things I did see, it it looked like it was a very interesting, very good movie. Just haven't sat and I actually fully watch it. Yeah. Um, I, if if you can, I would say do it because it's a good watch. Here here's one that's that's probably gonna be like an interesting take, just in my opinion, just because it wasn't like horror really it's 
mm-hmm. it's a sci-fi-ish movie, uh, only because it's like I could it, this could happen, but not really happen. Uh, Daybreakers, where it's about like just vampires finally took over the world uh, because there's just so many of them. Uh, humans are pretty much just cattle for them, quote unquote. Uh, like there's mm-hmm. a scene in Daybreakers where they have like people just in these weird harnesses, just naked, where they just drain blood from them. Um, hmm. And because the the vampire population is so huge that they start slowly running out of blood, and they have they're trying to come up with like these this synthetic version of blood to like kind of just stave off the tide or help like balance things so that way they're not just killing humans all the time. And they have a, Mm -hmm. um, the way that they get these humans is that they have, like, a hit squad that goes out during the day that's just all, like, covered, so that way the sun doesn't just off them in five seconds. Um, and they got, like, these, like, day vision goggles and shit like that. Uh, like, it's it's a really well thought of movie for, like, how would vampires go about living in, like, normal times if they were the major, the majority versus being, like, a minority in situations. That reminds me of this really bad horror movie. I, not really, it wasn't even a horror movie, but it, it was based around zombies had enough intelligence to make humans into cattle. And it what? was the dumbest movie I've ever seen. That I don't is... know. I found it on Netflix it one time. Familiar. It was it was like some independent film. It was so bad, and like the people had like an uprising against the zombies. It was so bad. Yeah, that. That doesn't sound like that would be too hard to do, where it was, like, at least a fight against, I should say, where it was just like, yeah. guys, but we could win, we could win this. <laughs> but uh, with Daybreakers, though, it's just like, so so the main, you follow the main character, and his whole, he's the one who came up with the synthetic blood, like, formula, but they still need to, like, um, finalize it and make it actually work. Like, the, the it's sound in theory, they just gotta actually produce the thing and make it, you know, viable. Uh, so throughout the course of the movie, he um, he eventually encounters a human, and just things start going downhill for him from there to a degree, where he, because he's encountered this chick in like the uh, human uh, cell just out there in the mm-hmm. bumfuck of nowhere, uh, he eventually learns how to take uh, how to make vampires turn back into humans, and that whole entire process does something to their blood, where if a vampire fed on their blood, they would turn human. Um, hmm. so it, it's like, a, it's, there's a bit of a twist to it, and, like, I jumped all over this thing. It's, it's an yeah. interesting watch, because, like I said, I think the biggest takeaway for me from this movie was how they approached, like, if vampires were the majority in this world, how do they handle, like, what's their life like? They have these, um, these, like, the, some of the sky, uh, skyscrapers and shit like that, and I have tubes mm-hmm. that connect them all, um, and those tubes are also, like, covered in, like, a, I guess, a one-way, like, dome or whatever that doesn't light through and shit like that so they're able to go from building the building like that um the cars are all like light proof but they have um or all the cars have like a mode where if they wanted to drive during the day they would bring up like these sun shields that will block any light from getting in uh and the cars have like cameras on them that you could drive with and shit like that it is a very interesting approach to what if vampires took over the world what would life be like if vampires actually like fully existed and encapsulated everything I'll have to check this out because I don't think I've ever heard of this. It's it came like the out, name sounds familiar, but it came out really... in 09, and I think I saw it like in twenty ten or twenty eleven on TV or some shit okay. like that. Um, I think a horror movie I I would definitely want to recommend is uh, there's this Turkish horror film I found a while back, mm-hmm. uh, called Baskin. 
getting fancy, huh? I, uh, it was <laughs> your I, Turkish horror. I don't films. remember where I heard about it. I think it was on some podcast, but it was basically just like this really fucked up horror movie about a bunch of Turkish cops, and a lot of them are shitheads. Some of them are pretty corrupt, and essentially they end up in a weird situation where they're driving after going to a restaurant and then like they almost hit some guy in the road and they go to investigate and they essentially end up in hell. And it's just hmm. this weird psychological fucked up thing. And then like, it's them going through all these like abandoned warehouse kind of area. And then like some creepy shit starts happening. And then like, man, if you ever want to see a movie where a man, uh, is forced to have sex with a naked woman wearing a goat skull on her head. Uh, this is the movie for you. Sounds like a slight pornographic film. Uh, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, I'm I'm having trouble with something real quick, because I, I'm about to bring up a very weird fight pick. Not, not that it's good, not that it's bad. I haven't watched it, so I don't have an opinion on this. <laughs> I'm only bringing this up because it's extreme. It's a concept that just threw me off guard because I didn't think <laughs> that this was going to be a horror movie. Um, does anybody remember back in like the '90s, like mid to like early '90s, I guess, um, where th it was this? Um, oh my God, what were they called? It was on Cartoon Network, where it's just like a bunch of like mascot characters. There's an elephant, there's a lion, there's like a tiger. Um, oh my fucking! God. I got I gotta find this shit. It, oh okay. oh oh um, if you could tell me the name of that group, I got a I got a weird horror movie for y'all. I know what movie you're talking about. I can't think of the name. They're a Hanna Barbera yeah. creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, um, oh, it's right at the tip of my tongue. Fuck. The banana splits. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So there's a horror movie with the banana splits in it, where they try to bring the banana splits back as like animatronics or some bullshit, um, and those animatronics just start kidnapping kids and killing them. Oh my God, it's FNAF. So it is. Not really FNAF, but like probably close enough. But it's it's such a like it's an out of, it's like it's literally an out of the park like like I didn't I didn't see this coming like it okay. far from left field concept. So it's so funny you you bring this up because back on August thirty first at twelve fifteen p.m. I got a text from uh, Roblo, and he sent me a picture of of the Blu-ray and said, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, so it's it's a horror comedy about the banana splits going on a killing spree after learning that their show has been canceled. It has a 71 on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? I, th I wanted to see this. I just never got around oh, to it. Oh, it has a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Uh, well. It is it is called the Banana Splits movie. And I think the biggest reason why I remember this is primarily because I heard that they were coming out with a Banana Splits movie. I was like, oh, that's going to be kind of funny and dope and cool. Like, no one, you know... Fucking, fuck it, I'm gonna sound, I'm gonna feel very old for saying this, but kids nowadays <laughs> won't know the banana splits. I remember this shit, and I come to find out it's a fucking horror movie. I was like, hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put the cover in uh, our general chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, god damn. It is. 
this this plot is just so so long. But it's trippy because like you got the original banana oh, I've splits. S- I've seen the trailer for this. I've not. I don't know anything about the banana splits, but I've heard of. I this. saw the kill count for this. There's there's. The, I don't know if it's like high high, but there's a decent kill count for this. Um. It it's so it's so it's it's such a weird concept that I am like amazed that he fucking worked. Like I don't know if it worked worked, but <laughs> it got my attention. You know what used to freak me out as a kid? It's not it's not really like a supposed to be scary, but it's supposed to be based off an old scary. Was um the Looney Tunes Invasion of the Body Snatchers episode? Oh, I think I remember that episode. I'm trying to remember that. It was the episode where Bugs Bunny, like, goes out and tries to meet all of his, like, you know, fellow cartoon characters for shenanigans, and they've been replaced by what seems to be, like, either robots or soulless versions of themselves. Hmm. Yeah, I remember this episode. It was... It was it weird. Was that, it, it scared me. Like, as a kid, it scared me. Well, like, that's like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like, there is moments in Courage where oh, it, it, yeah. it did. So so the one episode I'm, I'm talking about specifically, because I can understand why it disturbed me, is the uh, Wrath of the Wrath of Ra or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it like if it was if it was just like a select few people, but I feel like that episode definitely disturbed a lot of people. Primarily because the thing that they used for it was so like skewed, like it was such an asymmetric body figure. Um, they did that a lot in that show, though. Dude, uh, yeah, that yeah. scared a lot of... me the most in that show was the episode with uh, Bushwick. The giant cockroach dude wanted that. Are you gonna talk about the clay yep. girl? Yep. Oh, oh I knew yeah. it. That I, every time that scene came on, I had to look. Yeah, away. same. I think I still do to a degree. Whereas, like, whatever <laughs> I'm like, I'm expecting that. I was like, this is still disturbing. <laughs> like, there's moments of Curse of the Calorie Dog that like just that will still continue to kind of disturb me, only because of like the style that they use for certain things. Yeah. Where it like it's it was a good cartoon show, but it was really it was good at like making you like sit in Courage's shoes where it's like this is creepy, this is weird, and then you do a thing is like nope, that went from weird to scary. I really like the theory that everything that happens in that show is just normal, and just because Courage is a coward and he's a dog and doesn't understand, he perceives everything like this. God, that's a hot take actually. But yeah, I, I yeah I remember hearing I've that. I've heard that one. But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at a, a a gif of Ramses right now. Yeah, it's fucking creepy looking. Like anytime you have like a cartoon and then or something like very animated and you add like some kind of weird realistic or like choppy thing to it, like in Doki Doki Literature Club, uh, oh um, when shit God, starts going crazy, that. there's one where um oh god, what's her name? The, the purple haired girl. Um. Oh, Yuri. Yeah, Yuri. Uh, yeah. There's a part where like her eyes. Uh, get replaced by like actual realistic eyes, yes. like that stuff like that. Like I don't know what it is. It just really freaks me out. Yeah, it's it's just it's always it's the like small things. That, like, yeah, like the hyper realism, or like you just have. And okay, so so um, there's this thing. I know Dale knows about it. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Um, I have no mouth and I must scream. So uh, yes, the, I know about I've it. I've never heard played of it. it. Okay, so I'm I'm probably not gonna talk too much about it because like I don't know how to summarize it really. Um, oh, but I... there's there's a point in the game at the very least where you're playing as like 
Dale, what was he? A German, a German Nazi scientist or some shit? Oh, like Nimdok. Yeah, he was a yeah, he was Nimdok. a Nazi scientist. So in the game for his stage, everything is like skewed to a degree where it seems it's like very disturbing. Like everything's not like right. Like you look at it and it's like something about this isn't right. And it's like yeah, the like smallest of things. You're there in is a building like a... and the walls are like diagonal. <laughs> Yeah, the walls are diagonal, the carpet's, like, sitting at a diagonal in a different direction. Everything's slightly tilted. And there's, like, a psychological like effect that... coming back to Caligari. Yeah, so there's, like, a psychological mm-hmm. effect yeah. um, where it's, like, just by doing that, it makes the thing look, feel, or seem more creepy. Um, which is, like, again, it's the small things where it's, like, you just do these tiny little things. It just completely makes things seem, like, really creepy, really off, or just, like, very disturbing. Yeah, that's a great game, and honestly, I think that kind of counts as horror. No, it one hundred percent does. I would definitely say it does. It, yeah. it does Fun, because like which, the whole I, entire I, concept is like these four people are stuck in a never-ending loop. Five, five. Sorry, these five people yeah. are stuck in a never-ending. This, is, this loop. isn't the German version, Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, oh. for anyone who doesn't know, it's um, essentially it's it's a point-and-click adventure game based on a short story written by some dude like a long time ago, and it's basically this AI supercomputer took over the world, wiped out all of humanity, but before he did that, he kidnapped five people so that he could torture them for all eternity. <laughs> and it is fucked up. And each one, each person has a different thing. And that's a, that's what kind of, kind of, like, does it. Yeah, um, Nimdok's a Nazi scientist who ran away from the war. Um, Ted is a extreme narcissist con artist um gorister is a trucker um, that beat his wife like once but was like haunted by it um she ended up in like a mental asylum or something Uh, something then you got benny benny uh, a a general or commander from vietnam that was he was a monster like he would kill his own soldiers for like the slightest offenses and then, uh... Wait, are we sure? Because I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Benny, who was once a brilliant, handsome scientist and has been mutilated and transformed so that he resembles a grotesque simian with gi- uh, gigantic sexual organs. Benny at some point lo- lost his sanity completely and regressed to a childlike temperament. His former homosexuality has been altered. He now regularly engages in sex with Alan. The, okay, so yeah, this is probably the short story stop. And yeah, they that's a short story. A few things. Yeah, okay, in, okay, okay. Yeah, in the game, they changed him to a soldier. Okay, I wasn't sure. That's why I was like, I'm looking at the short story stuff then. Okay. Yeah, and then Ellen, yeah. a, a scientist who was raped in an elevator by some dude. and In yellow. Yeah, he was disguised as a mechanic, and he locked the two of them in an elevator together. So she has a huge acute fear of yellow. So like one of the stages is like nothing but yellow. Yeah, her stage is like, here's this blindfold, it's yellow. This pyramid is yellow. All these items you need are yellow. And she won't pick um, up any of them. But it's like, it's 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 an interesting thing because um, the concept with that is that, like, they've been tortured for... 108 years. 108 years? Okay, yeah. Because there is... I don't know if it's Buddhism. I don't know how it deep is. they get into this. It is Buddhism? Alright, mm-hmm. so, like, you can... Like, a person who suffers, like, 108, like, I guess... Something about 108 in that religion is, like, a thing. And then once you're past that, it's just, like, you can't do... Like, you've gone through every ounce of, like, 
something. I don't I don't remember specifically. It, it was the concept with the I have no mouth and I'm a scream delved into so many different things in a in an interesting way. Um, that it's just like this is it it, it it has a huge scope in my Dude, opinion. You literally get to kill um oh god who who was that Nazi scientist that was like the devil himself. I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. Mangala. I know. I know. Mangala. You get to kill Mangala in that game. Nice. <laughs> Fuck Mangala. You, you literally find because you know like golems are from like Jewish, uh, like yeah. mythology or whatever. Like uh, mythology is not the right word, but yeah. Um, you find a golem, you activate it, and the, one of the dialogue options after you activate it is kill Mangala, and the game just cuts to this FMV. Of you see the shadow of the golem and a man, and he just picks up the the golem picks up the man by the head and just crushes his skull. Nice. Oh, it's so good. It's so satisfying. But yeah, that that game's good. And the reason it's called "I Have No Mouth and I Have a Scream" is because uh, at the end of the short story and one of the endings for the game is um, someone gets turned into this horrible slug monster that has no mouth and it's in constant pain. Yeah, it's sad. I'm reading. I'm reading the last thing. Uh, the last thing right now, because um, towards like the end of that short story, they find these canned goods, but they have like no means of opening them. So like, um, freaking Benny loses his shit, attacks Gorster, and starts eating his face. Ted realizes in a moment of clarity that the only escape is through death, so he kills um, he kills Benny and Gorster. Ellen realizes what's going on, kills Te- uh, kills Nimdok before getting killed by Ted, and because Ted runs out of time before he could, like, kill himself, he gets stopped uh, by Am, which is, like, the, the main antagonist of this thing. It's called, like, the Allied Master Computer, which is Am. Um, and because of, like, how all this went down, Am can't restore the other four to life and focuses all his rage onto Ted and turns him into, like, this amorphous, giantous creature with no mouth. And at the end of the story... Ted has a thought where he just closes his eyes and shit and says, I have no mouth and I must scream. That is like, I think the literal last line of the, of the short story. Also that game has, has one of the best opening lines, which is him talking about how much he hates humanity. It is, it is. I found it. It's here. It is. Hate. Let me tell you how much I've come to hate you since I began to live. There are 380, 87.44 million miles of printed circuits and wafer-thin layers that fill my complex. If the word hate was engraved on each nano-angstrom of those hundreds of miles, uh, millions of miles, it would not equal one one one-billionth of the hate I feel for humans at this micro-instant for you. Yeah, that's a great game. Yeah, I I believe the game goes like an extra mile because you do uh, come across like the literal concept of... Uh, what was it? The ig, the ego, and the um, super ego. Uh, yeah, and the super ego. But yeah. Anyway, what about you guys? What what uh, <laughs> what horror things do you want to gush about? I'm gonna talk about Japanese horror a little bit. Ooh, yes. Oh no, Japanese horror is scary. It is. But I mean, like we have we have, we have a lot of like remakes from Japanese horror, like uh, one miscall. Um, the, the Grudge series, the ring. which I think uh, it had its the, own show for a hot moment. The what's up? The Grudge. I think they had like a a, a, a TV series or at least a Netflix series for a hot moment. Did it really? Yeah, oh, I think yeah. it went more into uh the stuff with the Grudge and, and things that happened before it. 
Hmm. Like, why the house is so fucked up. I mean, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Really, all it is is, like, a guy killed his wife and child. It went yeah. way further than that, though, because apparently there's, like, a lot of time shit that goes on with it, too. It's, it's weird. I, I sat through and listened to, like, a general summary of the whole entire thing. I was like, this is interesting. You know, I haven't really watched a lot of Japanese horror in, like, years. It's been... But one I remember kind of well is Suicide Club. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one. Mm-mm. No. Oh, that one was pretty good. It's basically like, oh god, what was it? A group of girls start killing themselves, and then more, more, and more people to start killing themselves. Crap, it's been too long. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, isn't it something like it's like some weird like psychological like virus thing or something that causes people yeah. to kill themselves. It's something like that, I think. Uh... Oh, God, I remember wow. like a roll of skin is the only thing I remember. Ugh. Really like like they had like stitched up skin together and like you could they would like send it to the police station. But Japanese horror got really messed up and I don't think there's really been anything noticeable notable Japanese horror recently because I don't remember hearing anything in a while. Yeah, I would have to. Agree. Yeah, I was saying like, like what what um, do we even have these days for like horror movies? We got like fucking. Um, it was good. It was really the good. New it, it follows. It, oh yes, it, it follows. follows. I'm talking about like recent so years. Good. That was a while ago. But yeah, it follows. I yeah, but love that movie. So I much. would consider that recent um, in terms of you've like. You've gotten. I think like Bird Box and that other one where it's like you can't look or you can't talk or whatever. Quiet Place. Oh, uh, a Quiet, Quiet Place. place yeah. Which is getting a second one. Yeah. Then you had like Get Out. I think I have it. I haven't seen it yet. I, okay, so I haven't movie. seen it, but it is, from what I've been told, a very good movie. And I've like looked up, I've read like the concept and shit on it. I was like, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, yeah, that would, that hits close to home for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, that's a, that's a little, mm, damn, this man is just. I don't know how he did it, and it was his first horror movie, but this man did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the best horror is the realest horror. Let's see, you have... So, so yeah, like, you got It, It Chapter 2, Alien Covenant, Um, yeah. that was somewhat recent. Wasn't that terrible? I haven't seen it. You might be thinking of, like, that? Prometheus, which, like, there's a lot of points in Prometheus where I was like, you guys could easily avoid all this shit. No, I've heard Covenant was also pretty bad. I still intend to watch that? it just because it's like it's. I've seen like almost every alien movie possible, so I'm like I might as well just continue to do this and like try to oh, finish yeah. as he, much of this as can. He brought it up. I I think it follows as another one of those movies I will always recommend to any everyone who will listen. Yeah, haunted STDs. It's man. not about STDs. <laughs> I know, it's a joke. Um, I always love when people say that. I'm like, it's not about STDs. Like for fuck's sake, they. People. They did an Invisible Man movie. Yeah, I don't think it, from what I heard, it didn't do that well. Um, I'm just going down a list of like recent things, to a degree. Yeah. Um, us, I heard was I didn't bother with her. Like people asked if I was gonna see that, I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, I I know this man. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, with what? Mm-mm. Us. Oh. Us, I want to see as well. It's, I don't do great with horror movies, so like, there's like. Um, Get Out and Us for like two hours just like I can't watch these because like one hits too close to home and this man has already got me very weary of what he's going to do. I, I can't watch Up. I, or Up. Us. Oh, uh, 
up. Yeah, can't watch up. It's too scary. Yeah, it's too scary. <laughs> Something about that dog, man. I don't trust it. <laughs> oh, oh man. I was gonna say, uh, me and Pete watched uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah, we did based on the book. How did based... you guys feel about that movie? It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. It felt like they were tr- they tried to too a little too hard to string all the stuff together. Yeah, like they, I like I thought it was gonna be an anthology. That's what I was hoping it with, would be, and it wasn't. Like I was, it wasn't. It was a movie about a girl who is the author of these stories and put people that she knew in the stories, and then the stories would happen. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? Also, like, I mean, I, I, I know it's a weird topic, but. I feel like the fact that, like, at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, remember when, you know, how Ramon's a draft dodger? Maybe, and at the end of the movie, he goes to fight in the Vietnam War, and I'm just like, I feel like that's a terrible ending for him. (laughs) Because the Vietnam War was awful. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that, like, the moral of his story is don't dodge the draft, I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's not a good thing to do. But at the same time, in... Hindsight's twenty twenty, and that war was just bad. <laughs> yeah, kind of pointless. But um, it, but yeah, no, I didn't watch much. the movie. I saw um, I listened to Foundflix, you know, review it and all that stuff. So I did get to go through all that to a degree. Um, it's it. I'll give it this much: the fact that like the biggest push for like some of the biggest push for it was like to like kind of face your fears, but they I think they went around that in like the wrong way, just oh, because definitely. like mm. a lot of shit happened where it's just like. A lot of shit happened where it's like, I feel like you could have, like, this whole entire thing could have been, like, a little smoother or, like, a little easier if you focused on, like, one or two things, opposed to trying to knock out, like, four to five. I feel like it should have just been an anthology story that took place in one town. Oh, if you want to talk about good anthology. Speaking of anthology. Oh, yes! Trick or Treat is so good. I don't know what that is. Uh, It's an anthology horror movie. About Halloween. I mean, I, I gathered that. Freddy, take it away. Uh, yeah, it was, an, it was basically what you said. It's an anthology horror film about Halloween. The old, it was about four stories that all took place on the same night, and they were kind of, like, interconnected. Um, oh, I remember this. Okay, I know what Yeah, there's the opening. There's uh, the story about the principal, the Halloween school bus massacre, the surprise party, yes. and then Sam, Jeez. and then the conclusion. And yeah, they are somewhat interconnected. Yeah, because I remember them, like, every so often they would kind of, like, oh, here's the person from the other one. Oh, there they go. Like, just kind of, like, in the background or something. You know, yeah. maybe that's what it was about about um, uh, Stories to Tell in the Dark. It was that if they went about it in, like, a trick-or-treat manner, I feel like it would have been easier to digest. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, I see where you guys are going now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that. That's, that's the direction they probably could have took. But, yeah, that, that's a great, like, Cause man, that movie gets dark. Trick or treat. Oh yeah. Like there's literally a part where like a serial killer is like, with his child carving up another child's head as a jack o' lantern, and that's their bonding moment. <laughs> but it's like I think I like I do like trick or treat primarily because it's it's supposed to it's like saying like, you know, be in the spirit of Halloween. Oh yeah, the people who aren't in the spirit of Halloween get fucking get punished. Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> damn pagans and their rituals 
No, they lived. Mm-hmm. Oh. The werewolves lived. No, yeah, Trim, <laughs> like, Pete, at the beginning of this movie, there's a woman who is like, like, eh, whatever, it's the end of the night, so she starts taking down uh, the Halloween decorations, like, on the night of Halloween, like, at midnight. I think her, like, boyfriend and then or whatever she gets was like, fucking... yeah, leave him up. Yeah, he's, like, leaving them up, and he, she's like, eh, whatever, Halloween's over, it's 11 o'clock, and she starts taking down the decorations, and then the next day, he like, hours later, he finds her just mutilated and carved up. Oh my god. Yeah. That, that movie starts off at 100, and never drops. <laughs> it starts with its pedal to the It just stays at constant speed. Also, like, the the villain, I guess, isn't really even a villain. He's just no, like the a villain... spirit. Yeah, the villain's not a villain. Yeah. The villain's just the spirit of Halloween, and it just is reinforcing the the quote unquote laws of Halloween. That's all it does. <laughs> that is literally all it does. Yeah. Also, like they, they, any movie that's like, "Hey, this town got really sick of their mentally challenged children, so they just fucking drove a bus into a quarry." <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that that whole entire movie had like a lot of like really dark concepts, but it approached everything really well. Yeah, the one thing that interconnects it all is Sam is always there. So, so speaking of of uh, anthologies, the uh, the uh, the next uh, Dark Pictures thing comes out this month. Dark Pictures. Yeah, the Dark mm -hmm. Pictures anthology, Man of Madon. The next bit is Little Hope coming out on the thirtieth. Oh, right. Until Dawn. What? Oh, yeah. probably made by the same people from yeah, Until Dawn. Same people yes. as Until Dawn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Until yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Until Dawn. Great game. Yeah. If you, I got that for free. <laughs> if you love campy, stupid, campy, like, tropey bullshit, play Until Dawn. It is literally well, see, like, a bunch of college yeah. students go up to a cabin in the mountains and shit starts getting scary. And it's just like. Because they <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Because they themselves <laughs> fucked up. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why. Uh, that is the, all, of that, hey all of that could have been avoided. I'll... No, literally all of that could have been avoided if, I want to say, like, three people, probably that whole entire crew, minus the sister, weren't assholes. Mm. All of that could have been avoided. Okay, it was like five of them hey, that were doing the prank, so... Hey, yeah. Dale. How long did I have until Dawn Till that you lent me? God, I forgot about that. I lent it to you for like two months and you never touched it. No, nah, it was almost a year. <sighs> and eventually, you lent and eventually it went for, for like free 10 with months. PlayStation Plus. I, I, God. <laughs> Dale lent me uh, uh, Until Dawn for ten months and I never played it. <laughs> but yeah, the I, Dark Pictures... And then I lent it to the... someone else after that and they fucking broke the case. Womp. Well, you see, I don't. At least I don't break things. I just don't pay attention to. I them. mean, the case isn't that big of an issue because no, it's not. It's another, just yeah. it's just annoying that I have this one PlayStation Four case with a huge chip in it. But uh, no, so the the Dark Screw Pictures anthology, um, uh, does like right now we're on the second story. I don't know how many they're gonna do. Um, we're gonna get the second story on the thirtieth. The first story is the Man of Madan, which I believe is based after a bit of a true story because there was a ship that was out in the ocean that people went batshit crazy on and started killing each other or some bullshit like that um because of a chemical that they were transporting on the ship 
Uh, and the and Man of Adon approaches the same thing. It is it is it starts off kind of like oh hey these people are going off on a dive adventure in this one location just to see what's you know to see what's there because someone got the the heads up of a sucking ship or some shit down there. And um, they kind of went off charts to go do this, and they eventually get jumped by pirates. Oh, these pirates eventually take them to the closest ship, uh, the Man of Madon, not realizing that shit was about to get fucked up. It, if you haven't played it, I do recommend it because I've, it was, a, it was an interesting fucking watch for me. I have I it installed. I need to play it. <laughs> I watched that sucker, and I saw someone do a, like... Everybody Lives playthrough, so I was like, alright, sweet, at least someone's trying to keep all these characters alive, so I can see, like, what happens and shit like that with everybody. Um, man, it's interesting. Like, there are moments where, like, you're playing the game, and then you would just see, like, some chick in a sailor costume. Like, like, it was like a vintage pin-up, like, uh, sailor girl. Just, like, on the ship randomly, and then she's gone. And it's just like, okay, hold the phone, what? Yeah, huh. uh, and then you'll see, and, like, the only reason why she popped up at some point is because prior to that, you looked at, like, a, a calendar, and you see her on that calendar, and then, like, every now and then she just shows up on the ship. Yeah, I'm looking at the description on Wikipedia, and it says this game was inspired uh, by the the Vivitch, uh, the Blair Witch Project, Hellraiser, It Follows, The Omen, and Season of the Witch. Wait, Which I Season guess, of the Witch I think is in Little the fucking Nick Cage be... movie? I th- wait, what? Nick Cage? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, you've never heard of Season of the Witch? No. It's a, it's a supernatural action-adventure movie starring Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman. Huh. Yeah, it basically takes place during the Black Plague, and then, like, two of them have to escort a witch to, like, a temple so that they can, like, stop the plague or something. That's interesting. Hmm. And, yeah, it's Nick Cage and Ron Perlman, and it's not good. <laughs> I might still, I might still check it out because that combo sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean honestly, it, apparently it, it it's it's good bad. Um. So yeah. So yeah. That 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 Man of Madon one is interesting. And Little Hope is supposed to take place during like the Salem witch hunts, but not in Salem. Oh, uh, <laughs> I forgot which one that they that they got this one after. Um. Uh, but this was supposed to be one of the one of the really fucked up moments during that time period of like the Salem witch trials. I think. Um, all these stories that they so far have been getting for, for the Dark, uh, the, um, Dark Pictures Anthology have been based on something that's actually gone down. The Man of, the Man of Madon, I think, is, I think it's actually named the Man of Madon, but I know yeah, that the is. Man of Madon is a real thing. Um, and then this thing that they're doing with, uh, Little Hope is also another thing that actually happened, I think, in Pennsylvania. Oh, Man of Madon was inspired by an urban legend of the SS Orang Madon. Yes. ghost ship that was allegedly became a shipwreck in Dutch East Indies in the late 1940s. Its crew was found deceased under suspicious and mysterious circumstances. But, um... The one... So yeah, okay. Um. So yeah, this one is definitely following the same vein, where it does follow, like, some recountants of like the Salem witch trials for this story and stuff like that. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Set to be released October 30th. Yep. 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 (laughs) Yep. I don't think I'll play through the, um, the game, but I have definitely enjoyed like watching that. Um, 
Like, those games I don't know if I could play, but I do enjoy watching them at the very least. Oh, uh, I, only I, because I they're just, that. like, Hold not on. my speed. They're, they're good games, it's just that they're not my speed to play. I, I literally played through all of Until Dawn in one night with a friend. We were up until, like, four in the morning. <laughs> so you were up until dawn? Almost. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Almost. <laughs> I think, um... I think I'm gonna finally try, like, in... Well, I got the time this month, I guess. Um, or I'll take a couple of weekends here and there to finish some of, like, the games I had. I still need to finish the remake of 2. Um, oh, do. Do it. Mr. And X then I'm debating great. on whether or not I wind up go and get 3, because I was like, I, I've watched uh, Maximilian Dude play 3, and I and even I was just like, oh. It was, I, mean, the, I, I feel like the, we should say a shout out to the Resident Evil series, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you're if you're ever interested, for anybody that's interested in watching a good set of Resident Evil movies, watch the animated ones. Yeah, most of those are pretty good. Yeah. Most of those, and if you don't, it's like, and it's, I'm not saying watch it primarily for the horror, because there's like, in the most recent one that has Leon, Chris, and, and, um, I almost said Sherry, but it's not Sherry, it's, um, oh my god, uh, Rebecca? Wait, Rebecca. they brought back Rebecca? Yeah, you didn't see the newest one? I haven't seen most of the animated ones, because I, oh my god, watch them. them. Watch them, out, dude. Just look up online. Um, so I watched the the the. Hold up, I gotta double check to make sure I'm right. But yes, they do bring back uh, Rebecca, uh, and she's uh. like researching the um, bioweapon stuff and making um, and making cures and stuff like that. Did you know Shinji Mikami fucking hates Rebecca? Yeah, it's Rebecca. It's Rebecca Chambers. They bring her back. Why? I don't know. He just it's really weird. hates her apparently. But yeah, call the me, newest call one. Me when one of the movies has Barry Burton in it. Um. Yeah, no, I don't think he's popped up yet. No, he's um, in Revelations too, and that's it. So, so with the newest one, all I gotta say about the newest one is this is why you don't bomb like a terrorist on his wedding day because then he's just gonna go over the top. They um they basically just drone strike him on his wedding day. And out of everybody that was invited there, him and his best man and his best man's wife uh, survived. And the only thing left of his wife that he was marrying was her arm. You want to tell me he turns her into a tyrant? No, he keeps the arm. He was going to turn. Um, so, so here's the funny thing: is that his wife looked like Rebecca Chambers. Ah. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, there's a whole thing that was about to go down, and she, there's a scene where Rebecca's in a wedding dress. <laughs> Why? Is because he's like, I, I he has some weird motivation. The dude was deranged. The guy was oh. extremely deranged. So really, like, the, I, the man that kept the severed arm of his wife was deranged. It was. Oh, it wasn't just the severed arm of his wife. He kept. Each and every one of his guests, I think he zombified them too, in a box. And there was a whole setup for a wedding. And all these boxes were on chairs. You know what, I actually kind of love that. <laughs> it is it is very interesting. But the good thing about uh, that I loved about the recent one is that the action was fucking amazing. 
Like, there's a scene where Leon's on a motorbike, uh, a motorcycle, motorcycle, getting chased by two zombie dogs <laughs> down a highway. <laughs> yeah, Danny, he, he was on a motorcycle getting chased by two zombie dogs down a highway. Well, bike is short for bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wind up running with this at some point. That shit's funny. Um, <laughs> card games on motorcycles. But, um... But, uh, so there's, like, a whole, like, scene where he's just fighting these two zombie dogs, going down a highway, cars are getting flipped and shit like that, it's interesting, then you have, like, a, you have, um, a scene where him and, um, Chris are in a building, and they're fighting, like, a whole, like, three hallways worth of zombies, and you get to get, see, like, two good combat actions with them and shit like that. Huh. Um, there is a tyrant in the movie, it's a very interesting one, because it takes two people to form that tyrant. Um... I just imagine two people doing a fusion dance. Not really. I th- it was like so. I, I, so I'm surprised that that's not really what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like the only reason why I say not really is because like that is the best way to summarize how it how it worked. But it was because like he he jacked up his his best man, and this dude is like like think of Bane constantly on the Bane serum levels of risk. That's the idea. Like <laughs> that, that bulging takes best man to everything. a new level. <laughs> yeah, it really does. This man, like, willingly went through it. But, like, if you look at him, he's wearing, like, an iron mask. He has, like, this thing going down his spine and whatnot. Um, and after, like, they had, like, a bad, like, fight and whatnot, he's down there. He's, like, he, he told him just to remove the limiters. So the, the things on his spine just start spinning and injecting themselves out of him. And then Ew. he just starts, uh, like, throwing, like, biomass is just being thrown out of him. And I guess just he's trying to take in more biomass and shit like that. So the main antagonist and his best man kind of fuse together. And the main antagonist is like the brains of the bunch. Um, it's interesting. Definitely they'll definitely go watch that movie. Definitely yeah, watch that movie. I'm going to have to watch some of these. The, the animated, I can say wholeheartedly, at least for me, the animated Resident Evil movies have all been enjoyable. They've probably been like different varying levels of good, but they've all been enjoyable for the sake of like, I can see each and every one of the main characters being in the situation or like in one Leon goes to like some, some foreign country because they've been having like bioweapon outbreaks. And like the yeah, biggest thing with that is like, wasn't that good. Um, is that the one I'm thinking of where it was, that was like um, the first one? That might be the, Oh no, no, no. Okay. I think resident evil D generation is the, the airport with, um, yeah. Claire. Yeah. And okay. Leon. That one, that one was okay. Um, but the two after that one were, I think, the better ones, because the one that followed after that one was just, was more so Leon and Ada, uh, and there was a very cool fight with, uh, Ada and the main antagonist in that one, because it was just, like, they were both, like, hella combat experts, it was like, oh, someone's on Ada's level, okay, this is fun to watch, um, and then Ada and, like, of course, Aeon, Ada and Leon have their snor- snarky moments when they meet up. It's, it's adorable it's he's like, honestly he's adorable. like he's like ada wait and then she leaves <laughs> that's i think that happened interaction. i think that actually happened like when they first met where like he finds like they're talking about something because she's like oh you're here i'm not surprised that they deployed you out here and he's like wait what the fuck are you doing here and they were talking about something and she's like gonna grab a hook away and, and fucking leon's like ada wait and she's gone he's like i don't know why i fucking try <laughs> yeah that that's the relationship is she's um, leaving is Welcome she's back. leaving, and Leon says Ada wait, and then she leaves. That's the entirety of their relationship. Um, I would definitely like the the um the other interesting thing about the newest one though. Their their Netflix is doing thing with Leon and Claire, but uh, this this latest uh, animated movie, 
you actually get to see Leon have like a bit of a breakdown from dealing with the bioweapon thing. I can like, imagine. He his he life is kind of shit. He pulls a Chris. Where so during that movie they fight him and uh, Chris and Rebecca find Leon in like a fucking pub or whatnot, just oh, we're, drinking. We're getting to the end, so yeah, yeah. Uh, but just yeah, drinking. I'll, I'll and he pulls out. a heavy Chris. He yeah, he pulls a heavy heavy Chris. Oh, you mean my least favorite thing about Resident Evil Six? Well, I think they kind of <laughs> explain. I gotta look All into right. that one, but yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about this later for another time, another podcast. We'll talk about more in depth on. What was it, Resident Evil? I lost. Yeah, it was Resident Evil. Yeah. We it was Resident about. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we go, one quick suggestion of a movie, a game, book, whatever you want to tell someone to read, watch, play for the Halloween season. Um, uh, just go read the entirety of Scary Stories. I just read the entire first book in a single day, and I'm just gonna probably go pick up the other, not pick up, uh, reread the other two because I already own all of them. Uh, give me a minute. I'm looking at something on my Steam. I think I'm. Okay. I think I sort of made my suggestions over the course of this podcast, where it was just like, I have no mouth on my scream. Uh, the Resident Evil animated movies, and I would recommend people check out the um, Dark Picture anthologies because they're going to be constantly doing stuff with that. So as far as I'm aware, not like constantly, but they got they got the second project coming out yeah, this month. It's... Yeah. Well, I couldn't find what I was looking for, but there's a game that came out recently. <laughs> it's spooky, and I can't remember the name. Phasmagoria? Yeah. Or Phasmophobia? Five stars. Phasmagoria that came out like 30 years ago. Okay, well... <laughs> Alright, I... and I'm just going to say, watch Ernest Scared Stupid, because I love that movie, and you're going to have a good time. I mean, yeah, I gushed about it. I like The Thing, It Follows, mm-hmm. Baskin. Robbins? All, all good yes. stuff. All good stuff. I have been Freddy... I am Pete. I continue to be Dale. I'm Terrell. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next time. I have no end card for this one. I'll just see you later. <laughs> 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 <laughs>